Welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am excited to have a repeat guest on, Ms. April DeMille, who is a psychic healer and life coach. So let me tell you a little more about April for those of you who don't know her. April came into this incarnation with a divine mission to heal. She was born with all the active Claire abilities as well as other natural talents. Spirits would talk to her and pull the blankets off of her. They would come to stand at her bed, touch her, poke her, play with her hair, say her name and write on her walls. She could see angels, fairies, spirit animals, aliens and all kinds of realms and magical beings. She would fall asleep every night seeing the tree spirits watch over her through her window as a child. Around the age of eight years old, she began to disconnect. She was tormented, abused, mistreated, humiliated, and called crazy. Her gifts were not viewed as gifts in the world she grew up in. She started to attract energy suckers and narcissists into her reality. It wasn't until after 2012, when her youngest child died, that she began to go through the dark night of the soul transformation. In 2017, she came out publicly as the psychic healer she was born to be. She took back her power and is now able to show others how to do the same. She does this by offering assistance using holistic and spiritual avenues. She provides a safe and open space for those she works with. You will never have to feel alone, judged, or misunderstood. Her personal path allows her to really resonate and connect with you the most. She embraces the ideas that are far from society's norm. In this exploration, she has found liberation and wishes to share that gift with all. <laughs> Welcome, April. Hey, thank you. I'm so oh, glad to be here again. <laughs> I'm so happy because you are definitely a fan favorite. <laughs> you have some of the best stories. And for those of you who um, didn't watch the initial um, conversation with April, I would encourage you to go back and watch that um, on the YouTube channel. All the videos are there. And April was my original guest. So that was here fun. we are. We're in our 20th show today. Wow, already? Already, 20 wow. shows. And so anyway, I just, I appreciate you being able to come on and um, we have more stories to talk yeah. about. <laughs> I have new stories. I have lots of untold stories. So you, um, so I get to share that with you and everybody here for the first time. Yes. Okay. So let's start with the mountain one. And what I would love for you to do is set up your situation of where you were in your life, because I think that um, you know, in your bio, you, you've had a lot of darkness, a lot of struggle. That you I feel like I've excelled at only darkness. <laughs> like, I know that sounds like shit, but also it's kind of true. Like that seems to be where I've perfected life is in the darkness. I don't know how that's a thing, but that's what it felt like sometimes. Um, yeah, I was, so at the time that the mountain thing happened, that was in, like January of 2016. And okay. so I was homeless. I had been homeless for a long time, off and on for like 10 years. Um, and so I was homeless at the time living in my truck. 
And um, that's uh, right around that time between like 2015 through 2017, I had uh, all these kinds of experiences that were very similar. Um, but at that time, um, I was parked on this dirt road um, right off the freeway in Springville, um, in Springville, Utah. So Springville's right next to Provo and it's down in a valley. So it's like a little bowl surrounded mm -hmm. by the mountains. And I was parked on a dirt road and I had parked between some truckers. So there was a gas station out by the freeway and the truckers would come back there and park too down this dirt road that was out by the farms. Um, so they could just like sleep. And mm -hmm. so I felt like the safest place for me to park was like right in the middle of these truckers. Nobody was going to fuck with me there. <laughs> so I would go park down there out by the farms and the fields in between these truckers. Um, and so I would, um, you know, I was going through a lot. I was struggling a lot. Um, I was not sleeping very good because I was so stressed and upset about a lot of stuff. Um, and one night I had noticed off to, off to the left of me um this light this really immense light like hospital lights like super bright you know those really super bright lights coming out of the middle of the mountain and i remember it caught my eye and i was like what shit is that and so i'm looking and there was a good distance between my truck and that mountain there had to have been miles and miles and miles between us probably like 20 or more mm -hmm. um and uh for me to see this light, I was like, wow, that has to be a pretty big light. So I get looking at it and it was an entire door that opened in the middle of the mountain. So it wasn't at the base of the mountain and it wasn't at the top. It was right smack in the middle of the mountain. And it was like a garage door that just freaking opened huge door. So for me, like if I'm seeing it as the size of a garage door and it's that far away, it was fucking massive. It had to have been huge. So I was like, what in the world is going on over there? And I was like, how is there this door in the middle of the mountain? And I had known um, from stories that, you know, military bases had like caves and stuff. And I'd heard that even the church, the LDS churches like kept records and stuff in caves in the mountains. So I don't know how much of that was true or not. It didn't really matter. I didn't really care. I just know that there's this door in the middle of the mountain and it's bright and it's in the middle of the night. So I don't even know, like, I know that the, even the truckers around me were asleep. Everybody's sleeping supposedly. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. But then next to the, next to that door, the next thing I see on the let, there's like a ledge kind of thing right next to that door is okay. this huge chariot coming emerging over this ledge and i'm like wait what <laughs> i was like i really had to look at this and i was like looking at the detail and it was like a horse-drawn carriage with a knight and it was all made of flame and lights and stuff and i i could see all the detail right because it was like you know you know when you see santa claus lights in somebody's yard and it's all very detailed and all the stuff well i could see all that and well, I was like, been huge because again, the distance it was massive. It was so big. Like it was almost the size of the door. Like it was so huge going over this ledge. And I was like looking at it and I couldn't even just stop looking at it. I was like processing, but at the same time I was just mesmerized. And I was like, okay, that's some cool ass shit that nobody's ever going to believe. So I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> and so for a while it just sat there and then it just kind of reversed itself. It didn't go forward. It didn't move move off that ledge it just kind of reversed itself and went back down to a point where i couldn't see anything anymore 
And I was like, okay, that was totally fucking wicked. Was, I, the door, was the door still open? Oh yeah, the door was open this whole time, but it didn't come out of that door and it didn't go yeah. into the door. It okay. was like off to the to the side of it on a ledge or something. And I was like, okay, that's really awesome. But then um, after that, like, I, so the night was really clear. It happened to be a clear sky that night. And those were the colder nights too, when you're in the mountains and it's like clear yeah. like that. So it was cold out. It was really clear. And um, <clears throat> after that, I remember seeing these clouds and um, clouds, even, even though the night was clear, the clouds were like lower. Um, they weren't like real high up in the sky. They were like lower down to where I was. And, um, they, it looked like somebody had chiseled a sculpture into these clouds because they were so defined and so detailed. And so I was like, there's no way a cloud could do what it just did in front of me because it wasn't like, you know, when you're looking in the clouds and you're scrying and you're like, oh, that looks like a heart or an elephant or whatever. It wasn't yeah. like, doing that. yeah, it wasn't like, oh, that could look like a, this or that. It was, oh no, that's like a perfectly chiseled statue. Mm -hmm. And there was so much detail and definition. And at first it showed itself as a lion. Then it changed to a lamb. Then it was a cherub. And then it was an eagle. And I was like, okay, I, I felt like I was, I should have been tripping. Like, I was like, am I sure I've been sober for all these years? What is going on here? Like, there yeah, was well, now that's, I'm glad you bring that up because people would ask, okay, what's she, what's she doing? Right? <laughs> and I had been sober since 2012. So for me, I, I actually made this comment in one of Lee's lives the other day. I was like, dude, it would have fucking felt better if I was higher on drugs because that would have actually made more sense than what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, at least then I would have had a good story, a good excuse. <laughs> I didn't even have that. So I'm like, I have no excuse whatsoever. Like I can't even blame it on anything. This is just is what it is. And so I see these clouds taking shape and I was like, I'm pretty sure clouds can't do that. <laughs> It, de it defies all the things I know. Right. So I'm like, mm, no, I don't think they can do that. But, um, again, I was going through a really hard time mm -hmm. and, um, some of the things I was going through, I really don't even, I'm not even going to say on here, but like, you know, the gist of it was I was still homeless in my truck. And so I, at that time I had noticed there was these, this flashing light above me and I thought it was a star. So I thought it was a star and then there was one out to the right, one out to the left and one out even further. And they were blinking and I'm just thinking clear night, all these pretty stars, whatever, until they started moving inward. And so when they all started moving inward, they formed a diamond right above my truck. And um, well, I say above my truck, it was like out in front of my windshield where I could see it. So okay. it formed like a diamond and I'm looking at it. I'm like, those are not stars, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, they can't just all of a sudden travel inward and just form stars a diamond. Like that. Yeah. So I'm like, those are not stars anymore. <laughs> and they're still like blinking and looking like stars, but they're now they're in this diamond formation. And I'm like, huh. But then I start feeling vib like vibrations. And while I'm vibrating, my whole body, my whole truck, everything's vibrating. And I see these shadows, these shadow figures rush in around my truck. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, wait, what? Is this what I think it is? 
fuck yeah, beat me up, Scotty. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I'm so done with this place. I was like, hell yeah. So I like grab my seatbelt, I put it on, and I'm thinking this is gonna be awesome. And I'm like, cool, get me out of here. And I was so excited, and like the vibrating was so intense. I had gone even past. If you've ever felt that airy fairy feeling when you're like that floaty feeling when you kind of like elevate, yeah. I freaking shot past that. And so I was like, heck yeah, this is gonna be awesome. They're taking me the fuck out of here. So excited. <laughs> well, during all that, I'm sitting there waiting them, waiting for them to do something, not knowing that what they were gonna do, they had already done. And so I'm waiting, waiting, fall asleep, waiting, right? So then I wake up a couple hours later and I'm like, what? I'm fucking still here. I was so pissed and been out of shape. <laughs> I was so freaking mad that I didn't get to leave. And so that was like, yeah, that was pretty much the gist of that experience. It was really crazy. Um, oh, and also at one point, I remember looking over in the field next to me and to the left of me, um, there was a another perfectly detailed chiseled form out of this mist that was like a it was kind of like the chariot. It was like a horse, but it was up on its hind legs, like in, you know, like battle position or whatever. Yeah. And a, uh, a female warrior with her sword drawn. And I was like, somebody's going to fuck some shit up out here. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like there was so many things that happened in that window of time mm -hmm. that didn't make sense to me. It was so overwhelming. I think like the next few days I was probably just like, my mind was just like a, just I don't even know. Like my mind was so all over the place after that. So, okay. So did you ever figure out what that experience, what the meaning was or what they did? Or, you know, when you said they already did what they did. And yeah. I mean, so did you ever figure out like. So they had come in to raise my vibration because right. I was struggling so much. Like um, after my daughter had died, I had gone, it, it made everything that much harder because you would think that when your child dies, um, your, your support, your loved ones, whatever come together to help you. But that was the opposite of what happened to me. Um, everybody like shamed me, said I was insane. I belonged in padded rooms, um, blah, blah, blah. And this isn't to shame them, mind you, this is because they didn't know how to handle it either. And, um, and right, wrong, or indifferent. I was suicidal. I was, you know, going through a lot. And then on top of that, being homeless and having no stability so I could heal um, just set me back that much further. And so at the time I was like done with the world. I didn't give a fuck that I didn't even give a fuck. And yeah. so I was just like over it. And they were like coming in to adjust me and attune me because I had a much bigger thing I had to do. And I didn't know, I didn't have the energy to even keep going. Yeah. Or to care, you know, I was like, now nope, take this job and shove it. <laughs> I was yeah. like, nope, not doing it. So how much longer was it after that experience that things did start turning around? So it was literally like by the end of the next month. Oh, wow. Uh, literally that, that fast. I was by the end of the next month, I had gone to Oregon and I was staying at my aunt's house in Oregon and mm -hmm. she and I weren't real close before, like we'd stayed in touch some. Um, but that was the side of my dad's family that I wasn't very close to. And so I'd gone there and I literally 
that was in that was in the, at the end of February of 2017, I think. So I had decided in that moment that I was not going to drink caffeine anymore. I wasn't going to take my any more medications. Like I was already, I was already tapering down to where I was only on one more medication. Okay. And so I was, and I was tapering down vaping too, cause I was vaping and I was like, I'm not going to do any of these things anymore. So all those three last things that were considered addictions in my body, yeah. I was like, I don't give a fuck if I lay here and die. I will never, never, never pick up another thing. So I did. So for four days, I was like, almost felt like I was in a coma on her couch. Fever, all this stuff. I refused to like participate until I could get up and human the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. I went to her house, did all the stuff. Um, by March 28th, I was like sober from everything, not just like but like medications, even over the counter medications, like I haven't even touched those, like everything, smoking, caffeine, nothing was going to go in my body anymore. And I was, that was it. And so by that time, that was it. That was all it took. Okay. Yeah. It really did reset my life. Like I was, it did give me the boost I needed to like get better management of where I wanted to go mm-hmm. or an understanding of where I wanted to go. Kind of. I love and that. And at the same time that that happened, um, I came out publicly as a psychic like two months even after that. Okay. Because nobody knew. Um, I knew. And people around me had maybe had ideas that I was sensitive and stuff because I might have talked to them about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody actually knew by me um, saying anything. Um, and so, like, I came out publicly as, yep. I'm a psychic. That's, that's what it is. I mean, I don't know how else to paint the picture anymore, you know? So I finally came out about that too. Okay. Well, and I love how your reaction to this, these lights and these beings being around you and that vibration, you know, most people go into fear and shock and you were the opposite. You're like, take me, take me. (laughs) I I would probably be like that too. Like, okay, yes, get me out of here. I have a few friends, you know, that are, I mean, even one who came on my retreat, she's like, they're going to take me while I'm here, right? <laughs> when we do the UFO experience. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, it wasn't always like that for me, though, Lisa. There was plenty of times I'd had other experiences where I had environmental factors influencing my my thought process. So religious people, um, family figures, whatever it was. So naturally, like there were times in my life when if I didn't understand it, I just called it demonic. Oh, it's a demon. I didn't know. Right. Now I look back and I laugh my ass off at that stuff because I'm like, okay, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because you've I mean, again, you as a child, we, we talked about this in the last one. You got you saw a fairy sitting on your pillow like you. Yes. And I was still in diapers like I couldn't even talk yet. So yeah. So many things that, you know, normal people who haven't opened themselves, everyone has this ability. I always want to remind people, everyone has the ability, but you came in like fully open. And so the fact that now you've been able to regain that and see it from a completely different perspective. I had to, because I was, it was, it was either this or me. Like I had to like fight with myself over it. You know, um, so I had to step up because apparently I had a mission to fill, even though I didn't fucking want to. 
was like, this is dumb. I don't want a human. Yeah, I know. I, I've been feeling that myself. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, so, well, um, okay. So we've got the mountain story and I mean, this, that's incredible. Now, yeah, there's one that we talked about recently because, okay. So in the last conversation we had, we talked about your connection with the Bigfoot collective. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you shared a beautiful story of the present that you got on your doorstep from Bigfoot. Yeah. But then you had a recent, like, some information come in from them about yeah. their scent and, like, why people experience their smell the way they do. Yeah. So I, first of all, my, my Bigfoot, my Bigfoot gift, which we talked about in the last video, was one of my most profound, like, experiences with Bigfoot where I was just, like, full on aware that that's what this was. Um, I can't say that I haven't had other experiences with Bigfoot in the past. I probably did and just wasn't aware of it. But that was a moment where there was a definitive, this is what this is. And I had, I had to accept that. And I was gracefully accepting that. I was like very honored to accept that. Um, and it took me a while to get there. But since then, um, my connection with Bigfoot and Shalek and some other beings has really taken a, a different form since like December. Okay. And um, I started having questions of my own and Bigfoot was like, well, you know, I was mostly dealing with one Bigfoot, but now they're channeling as a collective a lot of times. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I asked the question, I was like, you know, people talk about how much you smell bad or this or that or whatever. I have personally never smelled any smells from Bigfoot. Um, but I had heard stories about other people smelling stuff. Um, even my dad, when I was young, I was a teenager, when I asked him if he believed, um, he was like, well, I kind of have to believe because one time when I was in Oregon, I smelled this god awful smell and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, cool. So I'm just going to ask myself. I'm like, I'm, I don't care what everybody else's opinions are. I just want to yeah. know what this fucking god awful smell is that everybody's talking about. And the way they described it to me, and it wouldn't make sense to me because I don't know all the stuff, but that's, I was like, okay, the way they described it was when they dematerialize. And they're shifting through portals. There is a chemical odor that is released when they're making those shifts, when they're shifting through like um, speed of light, speed of sound, stuff like that. There's a chemical when they um, shift through realms from physical to non-physical, it produces like an odor, a chemical when they're warping. And I'm like, oh, the, whoa, I would have never expected that to be the answer, but holy shit it kind of makes sense yeah i'm no scientist so i don't fucking know the ins and outs of all that i just know this is what they show me and i go okay cool whatever yeah when i mean for them i when you told me that and i was like oh that i mean that's really interesting and and it's very actually believable that that i mean that like i would have no problem saying okay makes total sense yeah because like in my mind i'm like kind of like every other human well maybe they're just dirty they live outside whatever right like they just maybe they maybe just don't smell that great they smell like a animal or whatever i don't know and that that does that's not to say that they don't have an odor still um of some sort but the smell that they're yeah. talking about that has like a stench or a sulfur or something 
yeah. it is a, it's actually a chemical reaction induced from this warping and i was like oh my god i, I would have never thought that and i wouldn't ever fucking know that right well and that and that is one of the beautiful things of like knowing that it's not coming from you directly from april's mind no my <laughs> mind would have like thought for something else right. Exactly. So I love that. Um, have they given you any other information recently? Yeah, they did say that they were going to start. They said the channeling was going to start trickling in slower, like slowly, but then it was going to open up and it was just going to be lots of it, lots of collective channeling. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so I'll know when I know. <laughs> Okay, well, I look forward to hearing what the Bigfoot Collective has to share with the world. Yeah, and they also did say, and I think we talked about this in your class, um, I had asked at one point something about my origins or the, the origins. Okay. Yeah. And they told me, this is when I first was learning too about all this stuff was, they told me Maldek Moon. And I was like, what the fuck did you just call me? Yeah. What did you say? Maldek what? <laughs> I, what I felt like it was like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of word. I was like, is that even a thing? Right. And then, like, that's when you know, that's, you know, you start to like, did I make this up in my head? Like, because sometimes that's how it works. You feel like, you know, you don't, uh, that some of this stuff just comes out of the blue and it, because, because it kind of does. And I'm like, yeah. all deck moon. So I'm like, hey, Kelly. And I, text my friend, Hey Kelly, do you know anything about Maldek moon? Sure enough. She sends me like this information and I go look it up. And there was this guy on YouTube talking about some planet that was destroyed into this astro. And I was like, Oh my God. And then I brought it up to you yeah. because I was like, Hey, do you know about this? And then in class you were like, guess what I found out April. <laughs> and I was like, what? And you showed us the slide of all the different beings. And that Bigfoot was from Maldek. And I was like, what the fuck? No way. So yeah, yeah, that was all stuff that happened after our video together, our first one. Yeah. Well, and so yeah, for those who aren't aware, Maldek is actually, it was a planet between Mars and Jupiter, and now it's the asteroid belt. So yeah. it's a planet that was destroyed. And um, Bigfoot is said to have lived on that planet. And now that that planet is destroyed, they are able to travel interdimensionally. Yeah. And obviously I didn't know any of that stuff. Like I hadn't, I had no idea of any of that stuff when I was first talking about this. And so I was asking Kelly and asking you and asking people and I was like, I don't never heard of this. And then you brought it up in class and you had the verification sitting right there. I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, yeah. Well, and. And Shalek. Shalek came through like that too. Right. So yeah, share that, <laughs> who Shalek is and then how that. So yeah. Shalek, if I remember correctly, we were about a week away from your last class. Um, we were within a few days of your last class. And I remember going in the bathroom in the dark because I like to, I don't have lights on in my house a lot. So it's like nighttime, I'm going in the bathroom, sitting on the toilet peeing and I had asked about my galactic guide. I remember previously asking about my galactic guide. So I'm in there mid flow ping doing my business. And they said, um, you're going to meet Shalek. And I was like, what? Who the fuck is Shalek? And I'm like, <laughs> am I even saying that right? And they're like, give it about, you know, a week. And I'm like, okay. 
cool, whatever. So do my business, whatever, right? So I'm not even thinking that moment that I have this class coming up with you. None of that even crossed my mind. But I kid you not, it was just like five days later, you had your final class. And while we were in class, you were going through those slides and we had gone through this whole, I think it was the the meditation. Yes, the meeting meditation family and guides. Yes. And so we did the meditation. Shalek stepped in. He did the gift. He handed me a gift and Brielle was with him actually. And I remember Bigfoot waving at me as I like shot up to meet Shalek because they work together um, in when they're, when they're, uh, when I'm channeling. And so I was like, oh my God, I met Shalek and I could tell you what he looked like and all the stuff. Well, then you did the slide and everybody, including me, saw in the slide, I think it was near the Lyrians, nearing the, near the Lyrian star system or something. I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. So there was this slide and you put, you popped it up on the screen and I said, uh, Lisa, is that <laughs> Shalek? that's literally what happened i know we all look and we're like oh my god and we were all looking at it and we're like uh yep it says shellac (laughs) so yeah that's exactly how that happened that was interesting too well and so how has shellac come through since that time for you um shellac hangs out but he's kind of backed off since then not backed off i don't want to say backed off because that sounds like they just go away they don't, um, they don't go away. They, a lot of times they come when called kind of thing. Um, and he did show some visions where he was integrating into me so I could start channeling more, Mm -hmm. but things have kind of been busy in my human, human life. So it's more like I backed off, not they backed off. If that makes sense. Like they're always there. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point to make Mm because can invite them at any time and they're like okay yep we're here (laughs) and so yeah and so um if anything uh i have i have still been a little more connected with bigfoot but i think that's because the connection felt more familiar to me than shellac shellac's still very new to me and yeah well i'm gonna throw a question out to you i don't know if i have asked you this before but also in that class um I led you guys on a journey to see some of your parallel lives, non-Earth. And oh, yeah, that was great. But you were a planet. It was that, a freaking planet. That destroyed itself. Yeah. Destroyed. Like, I got blown up huge. Like, I remember because we were, like, doing the thing. And I was like, what? What? My ass blew out. My everything blew out. And I'm huge. And I'm like, how am I a planet? I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> so I'm, I'm this is a curiosity question that maybe you'll just intuit an answer right away or you can ask Bigfoot or Shalek. Yeah, it was. Okay. Cause I, yeah, figured- I never really realized it until after the fact, mm-hmm. but it was because I remember like the lesson in that was, Oh, what was the lesson in that? There was a very take good takeaway lesson in that when the planet blew up. Well, it was very fear-based you said. It was, but also there was something about the pieces that remained. There was something about, I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look at the class because I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, I'm sitting here drawing a blank. I don't remember what the lesson was on that. But yes, that's that's exactly what it reminds me of too. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to, you know, it's all yeah. coming together and then so recently- Oh, and it's funny too, because I'll, you were like, oh, of course you're a planet. 
I've had, you know, I've had different clients have different interesting experiences of, of their other lives. And of course, a lot of my more recent clients, they are able to go beyond just their human lives, yeah. right? Because yeah. they're, they're ready to experience more and see more. And so I've had, you know, one client, she experienced herself as creative energy flowing through um, the universe, but more earthbound, but also in the galaxy, just she's creativity flowing through. I've had, oh, I love that. yeah, um, other similar kind of energy beings that aren't fully in form, you know, that are just moving through animals, a couple of birds recently. Oh, I like that. I remember even there was three that I had gone through and one was a like a cat cat warrior being guy um and he was big and bulky too and then another one was a fairy queen do you remember that the elf queen okay no, the elf queen tell us a little bit more about that because I so that one was when um yeah it's been a while I can't remember like how clear but I remember being I remember someone telling me I had, I had this harp, I had all this cool stuff and people kept telling me that I had this kingdom to run and this kingdom, this, this kingdom to uplift. And there was something that I didn't believe about it. I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I felt like somebody was trying to take it from me. And then somehow I ended up overcoming all that stuff and restoring the life um, to the, to the people. So there was a big lesson involved, but I do remember, um, having to get through some nastiness and obstacles in that too. Mm. So it's kind of a recurring theme. Yeah. It seems to be. Yeah. Well, and what about the cat warrior? What do you remember about that? Um, I remember being in like thick, like jungle type, um, themes but it was still very unearthly because it wasn't stuff I really recognized. Mm -hmm. And he was really big. Like he was a big bulky fucker. Like he was like massive and um, he didn't have kids. He didn't have family and his job literally was to protect the people. That was his job. That was the honor in his job without legacy, without leaving family or this or that his honor was in protecting his people. That was his legacy. So in, in being able to experience these other kinds of lives and these other beings, what has this done for your life now in the present moment? Um, it's, it's allowed me to accept my differences because I have already struggled so much my entire previous, previous lives and years to this, right? Yeah. To accept the fact that I am sensitive. I am psychic. I have all the clairs. I see fairies and I talk to dead people. I fucking talk to aliens and probably Elvis too. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> and I struggled to accept those things about me. So naturally everyone else was going to struggle to accept those things about me. They didn't understand them because I didn't either. And I couldn't explain it. Now, the more I'm open to this is me, um, the more I'm open to, so are all these other realities. Those yeah. are me too. Yeah. Well, and how beautiful and freeing is that, right? Yeah. It's helping. It's really helping. Well, and 
by shining your light, you are attracting your soul tribe. Yes. And I've been doing some of that this last year, like really connecting mm -hmm. with like minds and like you and Lee yeah. and Amber and Aaron. There's so many, Rachel, like there's so many people that we're all getting to connect with that we're all very like-minded and Kathy and just people that I adore. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, this is what my soul needed. Yes. So um, one of the cards this week from my new deck was shine your light and which really is all about being your authentic self. And so, um, you know, my goal, one of my goals with this show is to shine the light on this, this kind of reality because yeah. we are not crazy. This no. shit really does exist. Yeah. And, um, I used to feel like I had to hide and pretend I was someone different than I am. And now I don't have to. And yeah, I totally felt like I had to water it down. I couldn't tell the whole story. I had to only tell beats and pieces. And no, we're not crazy. Um, it's like I said, I've been sober since 2012. I don't even take over the counter Tylenols. Like I do nothing. It's all holistic. And so if I'm crazy, then... Pfft, good luck with that. Like, seriously, like I, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And it's actually what me and Lee were talking about on his life too, because we talked about when I called the cops on my angel, I had a whole story where I actually called the cops and filed the police report on my angel. Cause I didn't understand what was going on at the time until I put it all together after the fact. And the reason why it's important to express that we're not crazy is because you have to understand you're going to have experiences when you're waking up into your alignment that is not going to fucking make sense. It's yeah. going to defy all the laws of anything you've ever been taught. And so your mind is naturally going to seek for any solution like to grasp onto and you're not going to find it. Yeah. And so that's part of the process. It's, it's unfortunate that it has to happen that way, but it does. And so people need to know that that's normal because right. it is. Yeah. Well, and sometimes we can be sitting next to someone and we're seeing something full on and they cannot see it at yes. all. Right. Uh, I can't tell you how many times that's happened in my life. Mm -hmm. And so those of us that are, you know, the veil is thinning. Um, we are able to see into those other dimensions. We have these other experiences. Um, again, just normalizing the conversation and knowing that there are other people that experience this stuff. And so you are not alone. You're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, that's why I wanted to write my book and share all the stuff that I know and have experienced. And you are currently writing your book with all your stories. Yeah. I'm compiling. Well, I'm currently working on three books. Um, yeah. And so the first one is a compilation of all the different experiences with angels, fairies, galactics, Bigfoot, cats going through portals, like all the stuff. Like, it's, yeah. I, I just want to put it all in one story, um, like short stories, kind of. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's that's a book that I totally want to read. And so I, I encourage you to do that one now. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I will continue to keep working at that for sure. It's it's also fun when I get to try to remember all the stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, remember this time? Okay, gotta write that down. <laughs> I mean, because you probably have volumes and volumes of stories that you can write down and share with people. Yeah, probably. So like I said, this, this uh, one that I'm sharing about the mountain, 
first of all, that's not even in my book. I haven't put it in there. And right. um, I never even thought to put it in there. But it is the first time I've shared it was, to, was today right now with you guys. So yeah. that's the first time I've ever said anything about it. Beautiful. So one of the things that, you know, we've had a lot of conversations over the last several months. And um, I want to know, I want you to tell more about the floating head of the <laughs> yeah. red and yellow Draco. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fun story too, because I, that one did freak me out a little bit. I literally thought it was a demon at first. Cause I was like, Oh, what the fuck is that? So I had gone to pick up my daughter. And so my daughter doesn't even know this story. So like, this is gonna, I, I spared her the details cause I didn't want her scared. So anyway, she was like 15 at the time, something like that. Um, and I had gone to Utah. I was in Utah and I had gone to Santa Quinn to pick her up. And at the house that they were in, if you pull into the driveway, your headlights peer straight into the backyard, right? And it's pitch black. It's dark outside. It's I picked her up late, probably like, I don't know, eight or something. And it's in the winter, so it's already dark, right? So I pull in straight forward into the driveway like this. And her dad wasn't there. She was home alone waiting for me to get there. And so I had heard from her and um, I think from her stepmom that there was weird stuff that had happened in that house, like unexplainable, you know, things going on and, and stuff like that. And I think they even said mostly in the basement, but I, I remember thinking, um, I, I always had that in the back of my head, like when I was pulling up, but I pulled in, my lights are peering into the the backyard. Mm -hmm. So everything's blacked out except for where my lights are because I can't really see anything else. Right. Everything's dark. So I'm standing on the porch on the side door. They have a front door and a side door right, right. by the driveway. So I'm standing on the side door and I I'm approaching so I can knock. Right. So she can come out and we're going to leave. But as I approach and I stand on the, the little top of the stairs, I remember I can't even remember why I looked over. Something caught my eye and I looked over into the blackness and I'm like, who the fuck just had a flying head come by? Like, how does somebody just lose their head? And I'm looking and this head is stopped staring at me, but it's only a head. Okay. Like they refused to show me the rest of their body. Yeah. Like they made sure all I saw was their face. So it's like a floating head. So it looked to me like it was a floating head because yeah. I don't see the rest of the stuff like right. attached. So I'm yeah. like, why are there floating heads? I'm like, what is going on? But I remember looking and he looked straight at me. He looked very like, um, his eyes were big and round. They, they very much kind of looked humanoid, but like they were, like brown in color, maybe I, it was, it was dark. So I was, I couldn't really tell for sure, but his face was like kind of leathery looking and it was red and yellow. It okay. wasn't like our skin. It was, yeah. it looked like somebody painted his fucking face with red and yellow, but I could tell by the features of the leathery stuff mm -hmm. that I was like, that is not normal. And I remember thinking, um, he, there was no hair because I saw the top of the head. So that's all I saw was the head and all the stuff, but yeah. nothing else. He refused to show me anything else. All he wanted me to see was his face. Okay. And so I'm standing there looking at his face. We totally locked eyes. And I'm like, 
okay, is it Halloween? I had to like think like, what month is this? Is it, is it October? Like, is somebody dressed up? And it was like nowhere near that. I was like looking for all the things that I could latch on to. Like I just said, when you're scared and you're looking for all the things that you can reason with and there was nothing. So like Sierra's coming to the door at this point. And I look forward because she's coming and I look back and he's gone. Okay. And I look forward again and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say anything because this child already thinks she lives in like a haunted house. Right. I'm going to say a word. She doesn't need to feel scared. Like when she's here alone, I'm not ever going to tell her the story. And so like, I never have, (laughs) I've never told her still to this day, like, cause she's not in a place where she would handle that very well. Yeah. Um, So like, I have never told her any of that. When, what year was that? That was in, it was in 2016. Okay. So was that before the mountain or after? That was before the mountain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had any clarity on what that being was doing there or like what its intention have you seen it was? I've never asked. I've never also cared to ask um, because the, one of the things about me that I, that I am still learning Mm-hmm. is that sometimes um there's this part of me that like yes i can ask this or i can ask that but there's i have this disconnect about it because i don't care like i have this like i'm so into the oneness that it doesn't matter to me and yeah. i only have these house rules established that nothing can get to me unless i allow it yeah. so like typically if it's something i actually care about i might ask but most of the time i don't care i'm like let to each their own, do your thing, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, so I never really asked, but I do know that there was an unspoken, I see you in that moment. Like, I see you here. I am too. This is me. Like there was an exchange, but at the time I wasn't, um, awakened enough to really understand the capacity of what that exchange was. So I was like, I guess it's a demon. I don't fucking know. (laughs) I was like, there's just some leather face running around here that looks like a lizard. And um, I think it was, I think it was Kelly that sent me a picture because we talked about it. She sent me a picture the other day and it was that picture where I was able to realize, because I knew it was reptilian after I started going through my awakenings. Yeah. That part is when I started to realize it was reptilian. It wasn't until Kelly sent me that picture that I was like, oh, that is a Draco male. That was a like a male, yeah. or whatever the fuck that is, because I still don't know all the differences. I don't know. But based on the picture she sent me, I was like, that's exactly what that was. Okay. Yeah. So that was uh, quite a quite an experience, too. But in answer to your question, no, I haven't established like why or what, because I'm kind of like let bygones be bygones. You do your thing. You're on a mission. I'm on a mission, whatever. So I'm kind of like I don't I'm oblivious in a way. Okay. And I, I don't want to say oblivious because I understand there's a level of understanding. Maybe that's what it is. That's, I'm just kind of like, all right, cool, whatever. Okay. One, well, you also had an experience with a kangaroo face being. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, I'm so full of experiences. So one time I was in, I was in Lago Vista, Texas when this happened. Okay. Um, I was staying um, at a, at a friend's house and they lived in a single wide, like old trailer that was built in like the seventies or early eighties. I don't know. Um, and so it had those really crappy single pane crap windows in the, um, in the living room and like some sort of bay windows kind of going on in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I remember this was in, when was this? This was in 2015, actually, when this happened. So this was in 2015, towards the end of 2015. Um, and I remember um, someone was sitting in the kitchen at the computer and this huge flash of light just like boomed, like right, like all over. And I could see it. And it looked like somebody took a picture with a flash or like okay. a lightning bolt that lights up the whole everything. Yeah. And I was like, did you see that? And they're like, see what? And I'm like, the flash? No, I didn't see anything. And I'm like, okay. So that's how I knew it was like, so at other times in my life, when angels would enter the atmosphere, mm -hmm. I had noticed that I would either get certain noises in my ear, like a, almost like a hummingbird was flapping its wings in my ear, or I would see the flashes of light. And I had noticed that previously because it was them entering the atmosphere and I would pick up on it in a psychic way. So I would see the light or hear the, the noise or whatever. Yeah. And so at the time I was, uh, I realized when this person was like, no, I didn't see anything. I was like, oh, that's what that was. It was me psychically picking up on this energy coming into the atmosphere. So I was like, all right, cool. So I stood up from the couch, I turned around and I'm looking at the back window and it's dark outside. So there's a fenced yard right there and it's pitch black outside. It's nighttime. And I'm looking at this being looking back at me and it had like a kangaroo face, some, like some sort of kangaroo looking face. And I was like, what is going on in this place? And so when I was looking at it, it even had like, um, kind of like a trench coat, like a tan. I don't even know. It almost looked like something you'd fucking see in star Wars. Cause it was like this thing with a jacket. And like, I was like, what is going on? Like, and I didn't know, here's what I didn't know. I can scry. So scrying for all of you that don't know what scrying is, you can see things in reflections, water, crystal balls, whatever. This is not a skill that I have that is at will or trained. So if I scry in reflections is where I see things the most, it is not something I do because I want to, it's purely by accident. Um, and so in this moment, I wasn't certain if I was seeing, if I was scrying mm -hmm. and seeing the being through the vision of scrying, or if he was actually standing in the backyard. But for me, what made the difference was the fact that the light happened and the light in my previous experiences meant something entered the atmosphere. Right. And so while I'm looking at this being based on where he was standing in the yard, looking at me and where the, the window is height wise, he would have had to have been like nine feet tall. Okay. Yeah. He and would have had to have been really tall. When you're looking, I mean, so this is previous to the mountain, previous to the Draco floating head. Flying heads. Yeah. Right. Um, so did you get any information from that? Thing? I didn't care. I just was like, all right, cool, whatever. And like I said, I'm very, uh, it, it's, I don't, I don't know if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing, mm -hmm. but I'm very like part of, um, when I was learning how to train my own abilities is um, there is a part of me, a higher self, I'll say, that's very just like understanding of you do your thing, I'll do mine. And I just, and outside of that, I just don't care. If yeah. I have something that I want to invest in or learn from in that exchange, at that point, I'll ask questions. But that came with practice too, because mm -hmm. in the very beginning, I learned from me, and I, this isn't for everybody, but if I asked questions when I was having an experience, I was already shutting down that experience. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? 
Like I was already shutting down the experience because I was asking questions or not believing or needed more proof. And I was already shutting down the beauty of that experience because my ego wanted to get in the way. Yeah. Uh, I need to know. I needed this. I didn't know. No, 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 no. So that hurt my experiences in the beginning because I was shutting them down already. Now I've gotten to a point where if I want specific information, I'll mm -hmm. ask it and I'll get it um, because now I'm not judging how the information comes or how soon it comes or whatever. But there's there's a time and a place for asking and there's a time and a place for not asking. Does that make sense? It and does. I had to learn the difference. Yes. And then there's other times where I just don't care to ask. So I don't really give a shit yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> like, when we did your regression and we were asking, I think for information on either like where your being that you were talking to or seeing was coming from, or maybe what the name was. And the answer was Shalek? like, is that, well, Shalek? I don't know. It see, but the answer was like, that's not important. Yes. That's exactly what it is. It's like, it's like, there's a part of me that like, doesn't give a shit. Like I don't, I'm yeah. so about the oneness. And so, so even like with my abilities, we call it channeling, but I'm more like a portal because I've got shit flying in, in and out of me and experiences all the time. And it's like a gateway rather yeah. than just a channel. And so like, I, I'm not trying to minimize channel, but for me, it's more like a portal. Yeah. And, um, and that, that's exactly what it's like. I just, there's parts of that I'm so attached to the oneness that it doesn't matter to me mm -hmm. because I already have faith in my house rules, as Kira calls it, that yes. I can't experience anything unless I allow it. So yes. there's, I'm never, I'm never experiencing anything that upsets me anymore in that way, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, and I think that that's an important point to make because there are still people who have a lot of fear around. Yeah, this. for sure. Like if you saw flying, flying heads, and yeah. you didn't know what it was and you're searching for your references and you're, you know, I did it too. Like I, I get it. Yeah. There's someone in the comments saying I'd run for the Hills. That would definitely would have scared me. <laughs> and then Brittany's saying that she has a kangaroo thing too. She <laughs> so. does. Oh my God. She's going to have to tell me about that. Yes. So, um, whole different. that's awesome. I'm glad that, uh, Brittany got to join today too. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, um, it's just, you know, what I what I have learned and what I understand from my own experiences is the higher the vibration that we personally are, then that is what we're attracting yeah. in and that we are in total control. So we can create this house rules. Yes. And that's that's true because even the experiences I was having that were scary, because I had other experiences that were terrifying, and those things were very dark. Um, and I'm not talking about Draco faces or things like that. I had a time when I had all these like dark demonic looking things surround my truck and they were very nasty to me. Um, mm -hmm. that happened a long time ago. And now I'm in a place where pff, good luck trying to find me, like good luck trying to get here. It, it's, it, they don't even, they can't exist together. So what, what would be your advice to people that maybe are in that fear or experiencing some of the darker side of this phenomena and compared to like where you've been able to shift yourself? My advice would be quit giving it energy. Mm. Quit giving it energy. Like you are a powerhouse. And if you can take that energy and put it right back into you, that's all you have to do. You yeah. don't have to give it energy. Tell it to fuck off get it the fuck out of there. 
They don't, you get to decide. Yes. Tell those, tell it all, get the hell out. And there's times even in my life where my angels show up and they want to talk to me and I'm like, get the fuck out of my room. I'm okay. sleeping. Okay. Like we can have this discussion later. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't, we are the powerhouse mm -hmm. and we get to make decisions for ourselves. Yes. Well, and that applies in all areas of our life, human yeah. and even with humans, right? Yes. Because you, you teach, you teach by what you allow, right? So yeah. if I'm allowing people to be shitty, yeah, then it's because I've given them the opportunity to do it. So take your power back. Yeah. You boundaries and yep. yep. And know that you ultimately do have control, yeah. even if feels like you don't have control. You yeah. Know. And there's a lot of steps. Like, I know it sounds easy to be like, just take your power back, but that there's obviously steps to that. And you have to know that you, you really have to believe that you are in power and that takes practice too. It's a learned behavior like anything else. It doesn't happen overnight, yeah. but as long as you can get to that point where you do know that you're in charge, you're already taking away your power from those things. Is that something that you coach people? With the coaching that you do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so if, um, I, I get to coach people through grief and PTSD, traumas, things like that. But another thing that I get to do is teach people how to empower themselves. Where are you giving out your energy? Where are your boundaries? Where, what are the core of your beliefs and how can we, how can we um, expand them? Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. Just, I guess one more quick story. Well, we okay. still have some time. The cat portal story. Oh, yeah. So that was, um, that happened. That fucking cat, man, she was a magical little thing. Um, I had two, I had two cat stories. Um, so I'll do the cat portal one. The other time we can talk about, um, we can talk about the other one another time. But the cat portal story was when I was in Oregon at my aunt's house, like I was telling you about. I met these two cats. My aunt had these two cats. And um, the one cat that I really bonded with, her name was Tinkerbell. Her name in this life was Tinkerbell. Okay. Um, she and I started having this bond while I was dying on the couch, like hoping I was going to never wake up. That was my intent. I either yeah. don't live like this or I don't wake up. I don't really care which, just whatever, right? right? So yeah. I'm dying on the couch and she and I really bonded. And um, <clears throat> which is weird because I'm allergic to cats, but we still bonded. And, um, she, she would come in the room and she would wake me up. And one day she said, my name is Esther. And I said, what the fuck did you just say to me? I was like, did you just talk to me? And she told me, wake up and activate. And I wrote it down. I still have it in my journal. Actually, I was looking at it the other day. Okay. So I have it dated and all the stuff. Right. Yep. So another time, like, so yes, this cat was talking to me telepathically. Like she told me to wake up and activate. She told me her name was Esther. And then one time I was coming back from a walk and I had pulled in to my aunt's, which was also a trailer, like a single wide trailer. It was like an old one. And it was at this cul-de-sac, right? So it was at the very end of this little cul-de-sac roundabout. And I pulled my truck in <laughs> and I jump out of the truck and I'm like, walking to the door this way and Tinkerbell is coming this way. So like we kind of, you know, we're kind of like to go to the house. We're both like going to the house. Yeah. But I get out of the house and I see something catches my eye 
And I look over and she's stepping out of a portal. And I'm like, where the fuck were you? And I was just like, what is going on? Because at first, what I thought it was, so the best way I could explain it at first was there was like this white like thing and it was like sucking up into her butt. That's what it looked like. Oh, wow. So she's walking out and this thing's like sucking up into her butt. And I was like, I thought, did she, I was like, at first I thought she shape-shifted. That's okay. what I thought at first. I was like, did she just shapeshift right in front of me? And I'd had seen things like that before, but I was like, that's a fucking portal. So it looked like it was like, she walked through this, like the matrix. She like walked right through it onto yeah. the sidewalk. And like the thing was like sucking up into her, like it looked like it was sucking up into her butt as she was like walking out. It was the weirdest fucking thing. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm glad you were out having fun. And we just got there at the same. It's like, once I got there, she was like, oh, there she is. And she had to like step into, but Mm -hmm. I caught a glimpse of her walking through it. And I was like, that is so wicked. I don't know what just happened, but wow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I mean, did you, again, you probably didn't ask her. I didn't because again, I'm just like, cool you must have been out having fun i just i think there's a part of me that it's just that knowing yeah that you know like i said we all have divine missions she's doing her thing and i already know that there's other worlds realms and matrix matrix things going on and i'd seen so many bloopers in the matrix not just that portal but other times too where things shape-shifted right in front of me and changed and so i just there's that part of me where i just go okay whatever right another experience but like when you had as many as i've had i think there you just get to a point where it's like all right cool what is right. it's it's part of your life. <laughs> right. it's my normal so it's i don't ask i don't have to whatever it's just my normal so even though that sounds weird it's true it's just my normal so i just go whatever <laughs> well and i mean that's just the surface of all the experiences that- right yeah i'm not even sure i could remember all of my experiences because you know, I've, I've gotten pretty good about writing stuff down. I've, I've journaled even my dreams for like 30 years. So yeah. So I've been recording my dreams for like a really long time. So I don't know that there's, you know, I'm sure I've lost a lot of my memory. Um, especially after my daughter died, you know, there's a lot of mental blocks, but, um, but the ones I can remember are, they're still fun. Okay. (laughs) Well, so, um, we need to wrap up here, but Um, so first I just want to make a couple of announcements and then I'll let you, um, say how people can find you. So my newest Oracle deck connection to the cosmos is now available for purchase. And you those are really nice cards too, y'all. Thank you. We're going to pull one and see what the day is because there's been a lot of heavy stuff going on and, um, it may get heavier before it gets better but oh god don't say that let's hope not <laughs> let's hope not i don't want it to well i don't either <laughs> so let's see what see what the cards say these cards are so nice Thank i you. love them okay well this is this is an interesting one um it's claire sentience and okay so claire sentience is where you get the feeling of something. And so for me, when you're sharing your stories and the whole Bigfoot, like when I asked you about, was Maldek the planet that you were that blew up? And I already knew and I got pussies, right? Right, like the confirmation chills. 
Exactly. So that is a part of clairsentience. Yes. And the gut feeling that generators and manifesting generators get in their body, that is clairsentience. So yeah. do, do you have other examples of clairsentience that you've experienced? Because those are my two main ones that I Yeah. Get. So like if you're ever in a place where you're like, oh, I'm going to go do this today. And then all of a sudden you have this feeling come over and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I was really excited and now I don't want to go. And then there's like this major wreck on the road and like you would have been stuck in traffic for four hours or whatever. Um, or you could have been in the wreck, whatever it is. Like there's so many ways Claire's sentience can show up. Um, it, yeah. And like you said, it's in your gut where you're just like, I don't know, something doesn't feel right about this. Um, so the hairs on the back of your neck or mm -hmm. the um, things like that. And everyone has this ability. So it's just a matter of paying attention to it. So yeah, and also when you pay attention to that, it's a big, it's a big skill builder on how you learn how to discern things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. So in the booklet, our sentience comes to you through waves of energy. It is clear feeling. This is sensing the emotions and feelings of other people around you and from different environments. This ability allows you to notice changes in both inner and outer energy. You may feel it in your body. This includes being an empath, although clairsentience is broader in its spectrum of feeling. You may sense when someone is looking at you from behind or when there is potential danger ahead. And the practice that goes with this throughout the day, notice any random feelings or emotions coming to you that don't have a direct relation to what you're personally experiencing. You may be picking up on the emotions of those around you or the environment you're in. This can also come as a gut feeling or chills in your body. These are clear sentient messages coming to you. And the affirmation is I have clear feelings. So another thing too, Lisa, that I notice about that, right, when we're empaths, um, there has been times, and I'm just going to say this for people that are empathic. Yeah. Um, I have st stood next to people that I didn't know, um, like that had a broken arm and all of a sudden my arm started fucking throbbing and hurting. Yeah. So, like it shows up even like that. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, the way that I was feeling it yesterday. Yes. Um, that we were talking about is feeling the energy of the collective consciousness. Yes. And so, you know, that is their sentience, feeling that energy around you, feeling the energy of the people and their feelings, their emotions that they're personally experiencing. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So pay attention and discern, is it yours? If it's, you know, if it's that kind of intense emotion that like I was experiencing. Um, so what I, always have to check in with myself. Is this my personal emotion or is this someone else's emotion that I'm picking up on? Yep. And so, okay. So you can get connection to the Cosmos Oracle deck on my website, mysticmanta.com in the shop. You can also do that at drlisajthompson.com. Um, I have my newest book coming out in a couple months. So I'm going to be having that available for pre-order in the next couple weeks. And that's connection to the Cosmos remembering your galactic heritage and embracing your oneness. And then I also have my galactic retreat coming up in October. It's October 13th to the 16th. And this is where we're going to be. So this deck is all about different practices to really learn how to hone your skills, your clairs, 
your abilities of connection. And so we're going to be doing a lot of techniques, practicing those things, plus doing night sky watches with the military night vision goggles. So come to Hawaii, see me for that. Or if you just want to come on vacation, I do private retreats. And I also have the big island UFO tours where you can spend an hour and a half to three hours with me looking at the night sky and experiencing the different galactic beings out there. So that's how you can find me. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel so you can make sure to get um, updates on all of the episodes. And so April, how do people find you? Um, I can be found um, mostly uh, at my, my website, exordiumhealing.com, which also has uh, my Facebook, my Facebook, my business Facebook and my Instagram on there. So people can email me, um, they can look at my, my .com, um, or you can look at my Facebook business page, which is, which is also Exordium Healing. Um, so that's how it is easiest to get a hold of me. And spell Exordium. Yeah. So Exordium, yeah, Exordium is E-X-O-R-D-I-U-M, the word healing.com. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, April, for coming on again. And, uh, you know, I love having you on. I love talking to you about all of this stuff. And thank you. It's so, fun. We always have fun. And I'm glad that I got to come. Thank you for having me again. It's always a blast. Yeah. So we will have you back on. Um, right now, the schedule is filled out until December. Ooh, so, goodness, you are doing so good with these. Yeah, so maybe uh, beginning of the year, there will be even more stories to share. Yeah. Uh, as And maybe that book will have come through. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. And speaking of books, I cannot wait to get uh, your a copy of your book in your, your deck, your Oracle deck. I'm very excited about those. Thank you so much. Yeah. So thank you all for watching. And guys. see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Yes. Aloha. Bye, y'all.